and Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor and, and Trish McGregor and our and tech ma- <laughs> and our tech magician producer John Posey. You can go to the mysticalunderground.com where we make regular posts and where you can find out about our books. Our most recent nonfiction book is The Shift Reports from the Mystical Underground. Trisha's latest novel is called White Crows, and Rob's latest novel is Toolpuzz, now available in audio as well as print and ebook. Trish, go ahead. Okay, our guest today is Tammy Billups, and she's an international holistic healing practitioner, global educator, and the pioneer on the animal human sacred soul partnership. The creator of Animal Human Tandem Healings. She's been a certified interface therapist for over two decades. She's the author of Animal Wayshores, Animal Soul Contracts, and Soul Healing with Our Animal Companions. She lives near Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, Tammy. Welcome, I'm Tammy. looking forward yeah. to this. <laughs> okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I so appreciate it. Okay, okay. Well, my question <laughs> right off the bat. Uh Explain to me what 5D consciousness is, because that that's a term you hear a lot now. And this is the first time I've heard it related to animals. Ah, okay. Well, to me, it should be related to animals all the time because <laughs> they are holders of it much more so than humanity. So 5D consciousness, um, let me try to put it in um, terms that I think might be good for the animals. But you, you know how animals are always holding those beautiful vibrations of unconditional love and acceptance and forgiveness and and peace and harmony. They are often holding that. And those are the emotions and vibrations of 5D consciousness. I mean, we all know what 3D is, right? I mean, 3D right. is that polarity, that duality, that lovely good and bad and right and wrong, you know, <clears throat> me against them. And so the goal is to have more and more 5D moments. In 5D, there's no suffering. There's only unconditional love. We know we're connected. We understand others. We have acceptance and non-judgment. And and like the animals, right? We think about the animals. They don't care who you vote for, right? They just, <laughs> they just Not love yet. you. <laughs> yeah. And so we want, you know, the goal, I mean, to me, they are... Um, they, they are really showing us how to envelop and, you know, and really embody 5D consciousness in, uh, in, in a perfect way. And they also understand silence as well. I mean, even though they bark, but you, <laughs> you, you get a conversation with a dog. It's a, it's usually is one-sided usually, <laughs> but they, they have a way of, you know, they're not speaking to us yet. They're communicating with us from their yeah. silence. They're listening. And yeah. sometimes, Many people were never felt heard. And so that's why we're so drawn to animals for so many reasons, right? You know, they offer us things that we didn't get as a child, maybe. 
Yeah, I think we should, uh, you know, start though, but go right with the question you write about the title of your your book, uh, Way Shower. What is Way Shower? Uh, it's uh, animal way showers. Uh, uh, it's an unusual title. Yeah, right. Uh, and right. tell us, tell us about way showers. Well, way shower is a term that I think I first heard from uh, kind of a a mentor of mine, maybe 20, 25 years ago. And at the first time she said it, I thought, what is that? And, and it literally means an enlightened being that is showing us the way, a way shower. And mm -hmm. it's not in, it's not in Webster yet, <laughs> but, but <laughs> give it a good time. <laughs> but if you do Google it, you know, you will, you will see many uh, explanations and descriptions of it being a light worker. That's, that's, um, that's holding a higher vibration intentionally such that they can serve others at greater capacity and serve others, all those in their orbit to help them feel better in some way. You know, I've wondered about this because my daughter, first of all, she's a dog sitter and she, her personal dog has a lot of problems and we don't really know her history because she was a rescue. I mean, how, how are these dogs like, how are they way shorts? I mean, she doesn't like men. You know, she's she's growls at everybody. <laughs> she's anxious. Yeah, this is a great question. And and not all people are, are way showers, not all animals are way showers, but there is a larger percentage of of animals, I think, that are light workers and way showers. And and that's the important thing to remember when thank your daughter for me for rescuing, <laughs> you know, especially when in that situation where some people may have have not walked into those shoes, right. but I believe every pairing is is divinely orchestrated, and that whatever animals we call in our lives are, you know, are sacred soul contracts that we are on the journey together to heal something together. To maybe maybe she's more focused on healing him. Maybe you know he's triggering things for her. But almost always we're with the animals we are to heal certain emotional wounds like betrayal or abandonment you know look because when i started with this work early i learned that when i'm working on an animal with abandonment the odds were really high that the person also had unhealed abandonment oh in interesting their yeah. yeah so so they're they're sacred appointments yeah but why would uh animals choose to experience trauma and abuse in their lives yeah. why do people and right. It's, mm -hmm. Right. It's, I mean, they're the same, really. But but animals and I think you really have to be um, so far along in your soul's evolutionary journey to be able to withstand receiving a lot of trauma and abuse and believe at a soul level that you are going to get through it on some level. And so animals um, are not unlike people on their on their evolutionary journey and that if they are with someone that is abusing them at a soul level, the odds are probably 99 to 100% that they are hoping for that gleam of beauty to come through that person, for that all of a sudden that person to look at them and have some compassion or empathy in a way that maybe they would not have gotten that from a person in their life. Because, you, you know, abusers have been abused, right? Most of the time, right. you know, they, come, they come from those environments. And so if animals are being abused, you can bet at some soul level, they are hoping to get through to that person to to break through the pattern. 
you know, we all know those stories, right? Where where somebody was like, oh, I hate cats. And then the next thing you know, right. you know, the cat's all up in their stuff and it's <laughs> their best friend. And, and the animals are really hoping that they can get through in a way that people can't. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for animals and oil spills or, you know, I mean, those animals chose at a soul level to be part of the new regulations that went into play because of their the focus that was on the animals during that time. Yeah. You know, there's there always was, a higher mission. Yeah. There is one story that broke through into the mainstream a few years ago. But I can't a cat. remember the cat's name, though. Yeah. The, the cat at a. Uh, it was a ass, assisted living uh, facility or nursing home. That I think was, it was a hospice. That, well, whatever. Was, yeah, that would yeah. crawl into bed like the day before the person was that person was going to die, and they knew about. Can you talk a little bit about that story and the meaning of that? And uh, yeah. that was a fascinating one because it got through to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a way shower because yeah. that, that that's definitely a way shower animal who clearly had a sole mission to help them bridge the gap of to the other mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. You know, to show, and I'll cry at that story. Uh, I did too. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you know, you know that at a soul level, that animal is obviously, you know, carrying the torch to help that person out of their body and into the next, you know, dimension, the next chapter of their life uh-huh. back home. That's extraordinary, and I know so many stories like that, and there are many in the book. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. You have uh, so many stories in your book. It's really fascinating. Thank I like you. that one about that spider too. That was uh, <laughs> almost ready to crawl into your suitcase to travel with you. <laughs> yes, yes. That was such a good example, right? Of 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 how we can drop to three D and and back to five D. Because that spider and I were having a a good moment, and all of a sudden I went, oh, I don't want it in my suitcase. And it literally, <laughs> when I had that thought, instantaneously the spider literally jumped up, just went, went from putting there. To, Jumped up and then it, it just took off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why, I mean, the only animal I ever kill with regularity is a cockroach. And even <laughs> then I apologize. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm really sorry, but I don't like you in my house. You know. <laughs> I know. I always say, I'm certain it was his time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so true. <laughs> okay. Where's my other question here? Okay, what is transformational healing presence? Mm-hmm. I yeah, transformational healing presence and animals do this so well, and a lot of people do too. It is a state of being, certainly five D consciousness that they're holding, in which and I know a lot of horses that are like this, uh-huh. where where they're vibrating at a certain level such that all the people that come to be around them or touch them or are drawn to them are changed for the better. And we've all know animals like this that were just drawn to go pet or drawn to go be with. And all of a sudden that animal is just standing there, you know, or giving you the love and just holding that vibrational, I call it transformational healing presence mm-hmm. because, because they embody this um, healing energy such that all you have to do is be in their energy field and you're changed for the better. And we've all known animals like that. And there are some people we know like that as well. Mm. We just enjoy being around them and we always like them. And it's because they're holding that vibration for, for I think, at a soul level intentionally to help others that come around them. That's a yeah. way short. You know, that, my- that's Nigel. 
remember when we went out to dinner that night, every time we go out to dinner, we take our dogs with us. And Nigel is a great golden retriever who just has this face you want to hug. And one night at dinner, all these people came over and started petting him. And he was just in his glory. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, okay, give me more. You know? Right. He's he's not a, he's a golden retriever who is not attached to one person. I no. mean, uh, he will... Uh, our last golden retriever was pretty much attached to me and was also somewhat fearful, especially of children. He would kind of duck and run if there were any kids that wanted to come up to him. But this uh, this one is uh, open to everybody, and it's just like his life mission is to uh, make people, you know, enjoy uh, the presence of uh, an animal like him. You know? Well, you bring up a good point because another uh, attribute and uh, of of a wayshower that's holding transformational healing presence. <clears throat> that those are also always animals that are very kind of detached. Yeah. So they're, so they're not needy in any way because they yeah, don't need true. to go externally to get filled because they're just so connected. They're they're self filling from the right. divine. So there's usually a, a that whole art of non attachment. You know, as uh -huh. we would say, the yeah. the wayshowers have that where they don't need you to love them to feel good about themselves they're serving just by being there so uh -huh. you have one of those in your world that's great yeah and he'll just stare at me sometimes i i consider him <laughs> stubborn you know but when i say okay time to come in nigel and you know he'll just you know stare at and say to me like i think i'd rather continue lying in the grass here for a while you know <laughs> Yeah, or out here in the sun, very true yeah. to himself and knows what yeah. he wants. I love that, and knows when to obviously give you give you permission to just go recoup and regenerate, right? You know, because <laughs> a lot of animals will just kind of follow you no matter what, but the way right. source will say, "No, I need downtime because I've been serving all day." You know, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, our cats absolutely love him. They come up, they you know do like this with their heads, you know, and touch him, and you know he's. He's fine with the cats. Yeah. Do you think uh, animals uh, incarnate specifically to become uh, way showers for us? Is, is it like is it like a soul plan? I think so. Yeah, I really do. I think at a soul level, um, they they come in knowing, and a lot of times they're partnering with people who are also serving others because mm -hmm. you're working together, even if you're not doing exactly the same thing. But the household needs to be holding that vibration. Huh. And so, um, so absolutely they, and a lot of times they're, they're very evolved souls that come into animal bodies because they think they can reach a greater number mm -hmm. through, through that body temple is what I believe. But do yeah. you believe that animals can be humans who have chosen to reincarnate as say dogs? I do. I think we have. I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've just read, seen it too many times in, in sessions and the thousands of sessions I've done. I've seen many times where it's it's like one of your soul group or, uh -huh. you know, or an ascended master sometimes where they come in and the animal can reach and heal and make a bigger impact on humanity. Uh -huh. Yeah. Interesting. Because we had we lost our, our we had a red golden retriever named Noah. And in 2019, he passed rather suddenly. And I was beside myself. So I, I got in touch with a woman who was an animal communicator. And I said, she said, who's, she says, who's Buddy? She says, that's who was with Noah when he passed. Well, Buddy was the name our daughter 
gave to my father. So I thought, well, that is really interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then I I asked her, I said, has he been with us before? And she said, yes, he was a squirrel in your backyard. I thought, (laughs) oh, that fits. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How did animals help us uh, through disasters like pandemics, for example? (laughs) Oh, well, you remember those first few months when there was a lot of fear and nobody Mm. knew what to expect and we were worried to even touch our mail. And, you know, I mean, there was so much stuff going on and fear was just up in the collective for everyone. We were tapping into every past life fear we've ever had around situations (laughs) like that, but it was all up. And uh, in 2020, what I it was my it was my busiest year that I had ever had in my practice uh, uh, uh. up to that point. And uh, because people uh, maybe they were just going, you know, they used the time to go within to start mm-hmm. doing their healing work. And time and time again, when I would work on animals, they were all having lung issues or helping to move out grief. And remember, that oh, wow. was the big message in the beginning was <clears throat> that it affects your lungs. Mm-hmm. And that so there was all this focus on the lungs. Well, the lungs hold grief and unprocessed grief, unreleased grief. And so I saw time and time again where animals, of course, were showing up for their people to help them through those times, those untouchable times. Remember, we weren't getting hugs from, right. from people. So, I mean, when I would just sit there and have the thought of how much I missed hugging my friends or just being with them, one of my cats would jump on my lap instantaneously <laughs> and say, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm here yeah. for you. And they just stepped up their game in a way that I had not seen up to that point. I didn't think it was possible for them to step up their game anymore, but they stepped up and they became the souls we needed them to be to help us through those times mm-hmm. and to help us move out our grief, which was one of the gifts I, I, from a healing perspective, I saw that as one of the gifts of that pandemic was that people were able to tap into some of their stuff, take some time to and you know, remember all of the animals got rescued, right? Remember the uh-huh. shelters were emptied out yeah, for the first right. time ever. Another gift uh, was that they all found these homes because people were looking for the companionship and the animals said, we'll, we'll help them. We'll help those crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Tammy, t- uh, tell us a bit more about your practice. Why do people come to you and wh- what's, what's involved? Can you go into that a little more? Yeah. Well, I've been a certified interface therapist for 20 something years. And that's, it's, it's, I was trained, I was trained under two psychotherapists that were gifted healers Mm -hmm. and went through their process to learn about how to identify within people's energy fields, the uh, five core emotional, the, the emotional wounds that they might be covering up, protecting so that they don't feel the pain of. Um, And, and so that became kind of my niche is that I started working with, animals and as soon as i started working with animals i could see where they had like i said earlier mirroring emotional wounds as their person and that they have a soul contract to come together to heal that and so my practice is set up on you know i offer different individual sessions tandem sessions tandem healings which i connect to the person and the animal simultaneously so that they can do what they came together to do with more easy Uh grace and then, of course, I have master classes and and uh, based on the contents of all of my books and mentoring and uh, I do healing for practitioners and consultations. And so lots of different offerings. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it, Rob. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so interesting. I mean, do, do you do these 
you do these remotely, right? Oh yeah, everything is remote. Uh -huh. You know, I was I was ninety percent remote before the pandemic, and then as soon as it started, <laughs> uh, then I just gave up my office, and and I have found that they're much more productive because mm -hmm. people and animals and the safety of their own bedroom or room, they're able to slip into it more deeper. They're able to huh. release more deeply. You know, if they have tears come up, they're not afraid of letting them roll. You know, interesting. Yeah, yeah right. and so they became much more productive. When I did. Do you believe that animals choose their time of death just like people do? I think so. Yeah, uh -huh. I think I'm mean, obviously we have free will. We can right. pivot and change. And, you know, that doesn't line up with what we were predicting. But um, I do believe that those things are part of the soul contracts uh -huh. and, that, and that they're going to be the gifts for the people around them as well to learn through the transition. And mm. yes, I think I think we know at a soul level we have a really good idea about when this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, mm. interesting. And how? Yeah, even, I think even the fast sudden ones, you know. Right. Yeah, I think maybe in the unconscious, the subconscious, whatever you call it, that we choose. We know when we're going to die, but we don't. We don't want that to be conscious in our conscious for consciousness for the most part, because, you know, if you know exactly when <laughs> it's going to happen, that, that would, uh, I think, d disturb your life. Do you agree? Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Who <laughs> wants to know that? I always say yeah. people want me to give psychic predictions. I'm like, you know, I teach people how to live in the present right? Yeah. <laughs> live from their heart, because when we're always worried, you know, we're trying to live in the future and plan for it and control around it. And we aren't living our lives today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's why, why dogs and cats are so, so, you know, I mean, they don't, I, I rarely see Nigel sitting around gazing off into the, you know, unless he's seeing something. It's right. very present. They, they live in the present moment that we, we emulate our animal companions. We are living a good life. Yeah. Could you go over a bit, uh, the differences uh, and how animals show up in, uh, for us for, in the 3D, the 4D, and yeah, the 5D? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I do this off the top of my head. Without <laughs> so, so obviously in 3D is the place where our wounds are created, right? You know, I mean, that's when the traumas happen, the abuse happens when we're living in 3D. That's that, that's that lower vibration. And animals are going to, you know, experience traumas as well in 3D. That's where they're experiencing abuse. That's where those are created. But as we get into 4D, you know, usually there's something that happens to a person or the, an experience that they go through and a, that animals go through as well, where all of a sudden something clicks within and they begin to believe and see things differently from a higher perspective that kind of catapults us into 4D, which is the place where we are doing our inner work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we are saying, okay, let's look at this. So in 4D is when all of a sudden we start realizing there's these contracts, you know, and and animals, the contracts with animals in 4D are more around karma clearing. And, and um, there's this, what I call unconscious wound agreements where, all of a sudden they're they're playing something out for us that helps us to understand something in the moment. Let me see if I can find an example of that that pops up. Okay, so this is, okay, so this is kind of embarrassing, but there was <laughs> um, there was a, a time, you know, I think it was last year or whatever, where all of a sudden I 
was, you know, spinning something or a situation around in my, in my psyche. And I couldn't figure out a different, you know, way to look at it. And I just kept wanting the same thing to happen. And it wasn't. And even when I was thinking that I hear my cat in the kitchen trying to open one of my cabinets that I have a child proof lock on because he always <laughs> wants to get in the cabinets. So I saw, I hear it's da-dum, 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 da-dum. <laughs> and I'm like, why is he continuing to try to do that when he knows it's never going to change? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute here. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I might've just been having that same exact thought process. Okay. Yeah. So I need to pivot what I'm doing. That's an unconscious wound agreement. So there are these different types of agreements we have with animals and it'll going to show up differently, obviously, depending on our vibration. And that's more of a 4D type of thing that yeah. can happen. Obviously, in 5D is when there's those beautiful virtues of the unconditional love, of the wow. gratitude. Whenever we're feeling those blissful states and we're looking at our animal and they're looking at us like, you are so <clears throat> loved, you matter. And you think, oh, my gosh, and you just melt by that. They're showing <laughs> up for you in so that you can look in the mirror and do the same yourself. Yeah. So, so a lot, that's interesting what you, what you said. That, that, that's almost like a mirror. It, it's the cat was mirroring what yes. you were doing in your own head. They always are. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that I think this can also happen with uh, wild animals, not just pets. Yeah. For example, we had this experience where we were going to meet somebody uh 150 mile, miles away and we had to uh take the turnpike and we took a different entrance we were a little confused about where we were are we going uh in the right way and then uh as we were talking thinking about this and talking about this these uh small flock of crows flew right in front of us and immediately turned directions and headed in the uh, opposite direction. And that's when I realized, wow, we went there. We took the wrong entrance. We're going the wrong <laughs> way. We're going, we're supposed to be going South and we're going North. <laughs> yes. That's exactly the way the universe works. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And our animals are so in tune with that, that live with yeah. us. So once we wake up to, to that, when we look at their behaviors, like, why are they doing that? We need to take a step back. And look yeah. at it from a higher perspective. I love that story. Yeah, and you, if you're, but you got to be, you know, aware and open to craziness like that, which most people would not really consider. Right. Uh, so if you're open to that, you you see it happening, and you can. Well, it was make, synchronicity. Make, make, I mean, it was synchronicity in motion. We were going, we're going in the wrong direction because I have no sense of direction. Rob says, "Oh, you're you're wrong," and all of a sudden we look up and there's these birds <laughs> <laughs> and and making and, the turn. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yes, they're all nature and our animals are always in alignment with what with information we need. So 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 important to to take a step back and look at things from a higher perspective. What what did you learn, Tammy, from um, these animal way showers and the light workers that you wrote about in the book? You know, the it's really it's really they wrote the book. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me just clear that up. <laughs> I mean, the Animal Kingdom came to me after the last book. I said I'm never writing another book, which is what I said after the first one, and uh, because it's a lot of work. And um, but these animals, these animals really opened my heart and and taught me the capacity to love that I didn't know that I could, and really showed me what animals are doing 
for mm-hmm. humanity in a way that I, you know, I always knew they were doing a lot. I always, you know, you have these different levels of yeah. awareness around it. And, and I just became very aware at how much they're serving humanity and how much they're doing for us and how much for millions of years they have helped us evolve and shown up for us. It's really incredible. What What do you think about all the animals that are going extinct? I mean, what what's that about? Is that to sh- show humans that we're screwing things up? I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know that I have an opinion on that. So, uh, I mean, I would imagine that if, if, um, you look at your reaction to it and see uh-huh. what gives for it, there is for that. You know, if it bothers you, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, then we're going extinct. I want to do something about that. Then, then yeah, then, then perhaps they're doing what I've mentioned with uh-huh. the, with the uh, oil spill earlier. Right. And those particular animals are trying to raise awareness around mm-hmm. what we're doing to nature, around what we're doing to animals and have signed up to say, I'll be part of that. Hmm. Tammy, you use the term transformational healing presence. Could you go into that? And uh, I just asked for that, Rob. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, How about, is there anything we can do collectively to help raise awareness around fear of a particular breed or species? I thought that was an interesting. Yeah. So... You know how there's certain breeds, I I guess we're thinking more of dogs is where our brain goes, certain breeds where we might have more collective fear around based on experiences and things that we read or things that we say uh, uh, or watch, I should say. And so I used to, 20 years ago, I used to be part of a group that once a week we got together and had a practice of setting in union and sending love to the stream of consciousness that was a particular breed that had a lot of negative interesting and and we can do that still so when we notice that we have fear around you know it used to be german shepherds or doberman or you know rottweilers you know it's always been there's always been some particular species or breeds that pits right exactly and so when we have fear around them it is it is contributing to that vibration of the stream of consciousness that is their breed and so what do we want to do to shift it is we have to be able to send them a higher vibration to that stream of consciousness that is that breed so that they can collectively shift into a more positive behavior you know if we're only sending or our thoughts from humanity are always around fear around it or how bad they are or how wrong they are that is keeping that vibration lower so we're going to see more uh-huh. of those experiences and so what we want to do is we want to shift our thinking around it to a higher state and then even send love or send whatever you know send a higher vibration to that species or breed and then you know be it snakes be it whatever you know and to to uh, to contribute to helping them to be seen and viewed differently. And thus there'll be many fewer uh, negative experiences that you hear about. Yeah, yeah around here it's alligators. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Because yeah, there are a lot thing. of lakes and canals. Right, what, what, right. what about the role of abuse? Uh, a lot of animals are abused. And uh, like the one that uh, Megan is taking care of, you have a story about a horse early in the book i can't remember the name of the horse but it was badly abused what was the name trudy Uh, trudy Mm -hmm. right that horse was badly abused and uh, didn't want people to even uh touch uh him or her and but yet that animal 
transformed and transformed the people who came in contact uh, with this. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, Trudy, I'd love to talk about Trudy. There's a whole big web page on savethehorses.org about Trudy, if you ever want to look her up. Um, she is amazing, and she was, and I won't tell you what happened to her because that doesn't serve any purpose, but she was out of Save the Horses, and Cheryl Flanagan, the director of Save the Horses, um, it was the worst case of abuse you'd ever seen on the horse, and she's seen huh. pretty bad abuse. And, you know, Trudy Trudy was so scared that she would just tremble and blow, you know, when horses are nervous, they blow through their nose. And she said it felt like a freight train, you know, the way that she would blow through her nose. But Trudy, Trudy, for the last, I think, 10 or 20 years of her life, lived out her life at Save the Horses and became blind, you know, which was part wow. of her past abuse. Um, and so you think of a horse that's already petrified of people and then they lose their sight. Yeah. Now what? You know, they can't leave her out wandering in the pasture, right? You know, so somebody, a volunteer, people started lining up and the, the list to, to take Trudy on a walk was just out through the roof. Everybody wanted to be around Trudy because somehow or another, they felt like they could help her. But then by the end of their walk or by the end of them <laughs> being in this doll with her, all of a sudden they realized that they were crying and releasing and healing something from their past that uh -huh. she was helping them tap into. And, and regardless of how much abuse Trudy had been through, she was never, um, she never came at anyone. She never tried to bite anyone. She never kicked anyone. Wow. Um, and she always was filled with grace. Uh, and knew that what had happened to her, she did not want to do to others. That's what we hope to get from abuse is we know how we want to be treated versus, you know, how we're going to continue the pattern. She was, she was, she was such a light. Um, and, and like I said, changed hundreds of people that sat in her stall or walked her because they all felt changed just from being with her. Hmm. Yeah, In the case of a blind horse, do you think, her hearing was accelerated. You know, oh, like sure. how, how it is for people. Right. right. Probably, you know, I would imagine so. Yeah. Uh, I think that probably happens in those cases. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, moving examples of stories in part two of your book, uh, and that after each one, uh, there's a reflection practice uh, you include for the reader to heal and deepen their spiritual connection. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. And, and actually I'll give you an example. There's, there was, um, there's one, I forget which chapters in chapter nine or 10. There's a story about Felicity and her dog bear and Felicity had gone through a, a couple of losses and didn't know if she wanted another animal. But then everywhere she went, she kept seeing people would give her a teddy bear that she didn't know her. She'd win a free, <laughs> she'd win a free piece of art, and it was a bear. And she, you know, she had all these bears coming at her. And then all of a sudden, she heard tale about a, a guy who was a trucker who couldn't keep his dog anymore. And she said, "What's his name?" And he said, "Bear." She said, "I'll be right over." <laughs> and. Uh, she went with her sister and all the way over, she said, I just want to know whether or not, you know, he chooses me if this is the right fit. And, and the guy let her go in the house while he stood outside and talked to her sister. And she just sat on the sofa and there was no dog. And all of a sudden, this little tiny dog comes out of nowhere, flying, jumps onto her lap, 
comes up, puts his paws on each shoulder and starts looking like, you're here, you're here, you're here. <laughs> you got, you got I here. choose you. But they went on to, Felicity had always been an introvert, very scared of being around people. Um, and of course, Bear was this way shower who, who knew exactly why he was here on earth and how he wanted to serve others. They went everywhere together and she became a sound healing practitioner. And that was something that she didn't even know she wanted to do until Bear came <clears throat> in her life. And she was trying tuning forks to help herself. And he would give her all these nudges to do more. And he would work the room as soon as the people would show up. He would <laughs> greet all the people and then go and sit and hold, just lay down in the center of the circle and hold this trans- transformational uh-huh. healing presence. And, uh, and, she, and she healed her past because of it. And he did an interesting thing when she took him back home on that very first day. Um, she immediately led him in the backyard, which was fenced in because she assumed he might need to go outside and wanted him to see you know, his backyard. And as soon as she opened up the door, he ran directly out to the very back of the property where she had buried those past two dogs. Oh, wow. And he sat on their graves. And oh. just sat there. I mean, he sat down like, okay, like I'll cry thinking about it. like he's like he's passing the torch and honoring them. Mm-hmm. And then he sat there for a minute or two and she was just watching from the house just with tears streaming, right? Because she knew exactly what he was doing. And then he turned around and then he beelined it straight back to her. He didn't stop to piddle, he didn't stop to mark the new territory. He went straight back to her, like, Okay, I got it. Aww. I told him I've got it. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That is great. You know, something similar happened. I, we had a, a beautiful white cat named Powder, and she got quite old. And the day she was dying, I knew she was going to die. I had her out on the porch, and the dogs were surrounding her. And I went inside to use the bathroom or something. And when I came back out, everybody was gone. And I, I go outside and saw that the dogs had dug a hole right near the house. And powder had gone into that hole just to whatever but that's where i buried her so it's like the dogs created the burial ground for the cat and by her going in there when she was still alive and could barely walk that told me that that was where i had to bury her i almost cry (laughs) it's incredible isn't it and it's true i mean it's so magical they're so aware and and I just thank you for being aware enough to know that that's exactly the message that they were trying mm-hmm. to send because most people will miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's how, how does sound therapy work? I was thinking about that, that in terms of animals and people. Yeah. So that's such a great question. You know, uh, I I I want to tell you another little story then about a kitty because <laughs> okay. because uh, Racklin. Uh, Raglan the kitty, this might be one you're going to ask about anyway, but, um, but Raglan, there's, there's a gentleman that I know that does uh, the sound journeys and uses singing bowls and flutes and different, you know, uh-huh. different things to help to people to heal. He does it at, he does it at abuse centers. He does it all over. People will allow in this raising of the vibration through sound which I believe uh-huh. is very possible. But this, um, I lined up this guy getting, he started to donate monthly sessions at this uh, rescue center called Good Muse. And they have a big open cat area. 
and people would come in and bring their mats and lay on the ground. But there were all these cats around when he would do these sound journeys, right? And there's all these cat trees all around him, too. And he knew from the moment that he first arrived that Raglan, this kitty, was deaf. This goes to your death story earlier. Yeah. And so Raglan never laid out the welcome mat to anyone. He, she was always very hissy and would bite. If you try to come to her, she couldn't hear. But then Michael would show up and do these sound journeys. And there, from the very first night, he was playing the flute right in front of, you know, well, he was facing the other direction, but she was on a cat tree behind him. And he starts playing the flute. And all of a sudden, Raglan steps onto his shoulder and sits. Oh. And then she leans in towards the flute and, and she was this kind and she leaned into him and hugged and, and throughout the sound journeys, she was, people could pet her and she was loving. And, and so I write about that in the book, as I say, you know, if Raglan responds to sound therapy this way, I mean, what is it doing for, of course it can help people, Uh you know, when we lean into it, the animals get they understand that whole healing with vibration. And so sound therapy, sound therapy is a wonderful gift. If you know of anyone in your area that does sound journeys, um, definitely go show up and just relax into it or get a bowl huh. at home. It is a way to raise the frequency in the room and in your house and, um, and in yourself. Hmm. That's pretty cool. What, what about the idea, we have a friend that does this, uh, when he's going to be gone for a while, a few hours, he'll turn on cartoons for his dog, leave it on, and especially ones with uh, animals. And uh, <laughs> do you think they react to that and it's uh, meaningful to them? Or, uh... Well, I think he would know. You know, we tend to know our animals better than anyone. So if he's seen, you know, his animal respond positively to that, I'm assuming that's why he's doing it. Yeah. Is because uh, in his mind, it's a good thing. And, and he's probably learned that. So it's whatever you find that works for your animals. I know lots mm. of people leave music on and, right. you know, they're, they're definitely tuning forks that I have. But when I, when I chime a couple of them, my cats come running to the vibration huh. right. and they'll let you know if I do some and they're running the other way, then that's not, that's <laughs> yeah. not one that, that resonates with them. But I think the advances like an uh, HD television, the animals can just see that, yeah. uh, see much better the uh, the that the animals that appear on shows, and of course with the sound of barking. Uh, Megan's dog, the one we were mentioning, that Riley. is very skit. <laughs> Riley uh, is very skittish, but. Boy, when the dog comes on, it's like that dog is in the room. He <laughs> runs up to the screen and barks at. He'll even sometimes I saw him when he's here go around the back of the television to look for that <laughs> dog. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> You know that 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 commercial where they have two golden retrievers driving a car? That's the one Riley reacts to. <laughs> oh. oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I they're all different, wired differently. That's funny. Yeah. Now, how about crystal therapy? How how does that work with animals? Well, crystal, I I have Nicholas Pearson, he's written so many books on it, and I actually interviewed him in the book because I'm not a pro on it, but I wanted to hear his um you know, hear his take on how animals respond to it. And it was very similar advice to what I just talked about with the sound therapy and that uh-huh. they definitely feel the vibration of the, of the crystals. And there are some crystals that are wired 
to help heal, wired to help ground, wired to help connect and heal. And so, you know, the animals will let you know which ones they Uh are resonating with, you know, and, and he gives great advice in the book around keeping them cleansed and purified, of course, and how to charge them. But he says, um, that to lay out different grids in the house and that, you know, allow the animal to choose maybe a crystal that, that they resonate with and maybe put one in their bed or, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really interesting. He, he talks I, about things for people and animals. I think I'm going to recommend to Megan that she find some sound that Riley really gravitates toward, you know, maybe something that calms her down some. Right. And grounds. Something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially with the abuse, you definitely want to um, get get him more grounded more quickly. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Ra- be living it out of his head more. Yeah, yeah. Riley, Riley is a dog that can't go to the dog park because she'll just get so uh, she'll start attacking that out of fear than any dog that comes near. Her. And so, you know, she's got uh, special issues and uh, we wouldn't never take Riley to a restaurant either but our dogs always go with us to restaurants because uh we always uh so we always eat outside uh and we have a number of restaurants that have outdoor seating and uh but we're also meeting with other people people who it's usually because we know them from the dog park so they bring their dogs sometimes we have four or five dogs and three people or whatever and it's interesting to see how people around us react yeah. some people do not like dogs uh in in restaurants uh even outside like that and you know just skull but this but it's also a way of really opening up uh, where usually you won't talk to the people sitting at the next table you know they're they're doing their own thing you're doing your own thing but with the dog you know they'll come over and like uh just a couple of nights ago we went out to dinner and nigel he went right up to the people in the next table and uh (laughs) so they were talking with us and petting the dog and then there were people walking by that stopped and the people uh actually we were with that night they don't they weren't familiar with uh dogs and at restaurants and they were so amazed how these people you know <laughs> just started talking to us and that and, uh uh so it's uh, it's it's a way of really making connections but you can also tell those people who are you know do not like it so much and they kind of skull, skull. And, uh, so. <laughs> right right well that's their past maybe they had a bad experience yeah. with the dog or or they're not resonating with it you know, but I'd love only in Florida, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have it's that. So true. But but I would say that with, you know, with Nigel, with the reactor, um, that just means there's an unhealed wound of betrayal in his background and trust. Has a hard time trusting and reading the room accurately. Oh, and you so- mean Riley? Riley, right, right, yes. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, Riley. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah, Riley. Um, of really helping Riley to get uh, more grounded and feeling safe so they could definitely use some grounding stones okay and um and in even um sound therapy would be really good you know especially the ohm sound i th- i forget which oh i see a dog coming in somewhere oh, oh really? yeah that's nice hey, nice <laughs> heard his name yeah i love it there he goes. Just came yep. in to say hello. Say hi. Now he's coming yep. over here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, and, well, and 
and and I was gonna I was gonna mention earlier, but and didn't have a chance to jump in. But sorry, uh, John. <laughs> but but no no no, that's fine. But uh, but you know the the old RCA logo is a dog sitting right. in front of a a a, a, oh. a sound horn coming off an old uh an old that's uh a uh, good uh point. yeah uh yeah record player i can't right. think of what it was called but anyways you know what i'm talking about but <laughs> yeah. i mean you can absolutely see that and there's a reason they use that for marketing because uh yeah the the animal was recognizing the sound as real you know, uh-huh. that was the whole that that was the, that that would have been that's exactly why they were marketing it yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, how, John, how do how does uh, Buddy react to other people uh, when he encounters them, when you have Buddy outside or something? He's he- he's never met a person that he didn't like, uh, <laughs> but but he'll love you to death. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's that's his that's his M.O. is he's just. He uh, he wants he he wants he wants to touch you and like I was saying earlier uh, that doesn't that doesn't always work out great because some people <laughs> are are you know a little standoffish towards yeah. towards animals but uh, yeah. but yeah I mean but yeah he he just wants to yeah he just wants to uh, he just wants to be around you and 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 he gets excited and that yeah. and that and that's really that's really the problem I've run into is where he just gets. Uh, a little too uh, aggressive in a good way, not yeah. a bad towards, way. Towards a person, you mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 towards yeah. a person. He just he, you know, if he's if 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 you present him with the person, his in his instinct, he he wants to run to him, to them, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that 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 sets people on guard. So. Right, especially because he's a boxer. There's something about the boxer yeah. look in the he, face, you know. Well, he's that, uh, he's an eighty pound dog. He he's, yeah. he's a, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's eighty pounds of muscle running at you, and uh, but uh, and you know, some uh, probably I could do a better job of uh, you know training some of that uh, that reaction out of him. But uh, but yeah, uh, he but 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 for the most part uh once once it gets to the person uh yeah it's 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 all good it's just it's just that moment of tension <laughs> you know there's this there's this boxer running at me what does he what's he gonna do yeah so. right right if people don't know what's going on he sounds like a meet and greet as yeah. as, as somebody yeah. who said that you know most animals are either meet and greet or run and hide yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. true he does he's not he does not shy away but but it's the humans that t- typically it you know it's the humans that typically shy away you, you know? never know i mean you, yeah. yeah you just yeah. never know i get it can you read part a few paragraphs in the afterward of your book <gasps> yeah, the, yes yeah. But of course <laughs> Oh, I'd love to. I haven't ever been asked this. <laughs> well, that's some things to inspire the listeners. Yeah, as we, right. As we finish okay, up. Okay, well, if it's just a few paragraphs, then I'm going to read the final few paragraphs of okay. Okay. my okay. afterward. Yeah. Okay, so you are meant to live a rewarding life that you love and actively participate in. Here is my advice as you move forward to emulate your master teacher animals embrace 5D living, and reveal your inner way shower. Be kind and compassionate. Love yourself. Make 5D choices as often as possible. Be your own advocate. Create a life with inner spiritual security by strengthening your connection to the divine 
and to Mother Earth. Let your tears flow. Keep your power in all big decisions. Trust yourself in your innate intuition. Allow the perfection of your life to naturally unfold as you birth the next generation of yourself. Try as best you can to create a vibrational legacy, complete with waves and wakes of positivity for all those that come behind you. It is safe for you to breathe and surrender into the benevolent and protective flow of divine light. And know that I will be cheering you on. I will be cheering on your ascension process to the higher dimensions, to feeling more love and less struggle. My wish is that the light within the hearts of all beings be stirred into awakening to reveal to them the bliss of knowing their authentic selves and the honesty and purity of unconditional love. Wow. That's, that's great. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's while, great advice. <laughs> while were you, you were reading that Nigel is standing next to me, just wagging his tail, <laughs> slapping his tail against oh, my, no. my ribs. And uh, it, it's funny because whenever we do podcasts, he's very quiet laying down, but he, when we're nearing the end, he will get up and start coming over and kind of nudging me. Hey, you know, it's almost time for the dog park. Cause we do this at one o'clock and we usually go to the dog park at two o'clock and uh, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a he staring at me now he knows <laughs> but, he knows where he's going yeah well um tammy tell people how they can get in touch with you your website everything like that yeah well every i'm a one-stop shop with everything's on my website these days okay. tammybelbs.com you can schedule appointments there you can sign up for master classes there you know sessions whatnot everything is there Oh, okay. but I also have free guided meditations on my YouTube channel and on the Insight Timer. The what is Insight app. Timer? It's oh, a it's free a app. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a pretty popular uh, free app that, uh, and I'm one of the teachers on there, and I have specific guided meditations that help heal abandonment, that help heal oh, wow. betrayal, invasiveness, that go with in alignment with these huh. um, emotional <clears throat> wounds, and so. They're like little mini healing sessions. So I encourage people to go take advantage of them on, on one of those, you know, either on the okay. YouTube or on the app. Yeah. So. Any, any plans to write a, another book coming no. out? No. <laughs> <laughs> You've had enough of this. Huh? <laughs> I say that though. I said that after the last one. So, uh, but, but I, I say that, but I already have artwork finished for the <laughs> companion, pro, you know, healing cards that go along with animal way showers. Oh, oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So that's my next big project is that I have to write the the booklet for uh, the for the companion five. You already have the cards? I already have the art. Oh, the art for the cards. Okay. I have the art finished. I've been working with an artist and I have oh, every, cool. every card, 44 cards of, of art finished. But now I have to write that. So that's my <laughs> next big project that I have coming out. But I imagine that'll be a year or so. Yeah. <laughs> well, let so, us know. We'd love to have you back on. Oh, yeah. so that'd, that'd be great. Do you have a literary agent uh, that you work with uh, for your books for selling them, or do you do that directly yourself? Oh, no. I'm I'm published through Inner Traditions Baron Company, and so uh -huh. there there's a, a whole publicity team. There's Gail Tor. There's there's, uh -huh. uh, there's Ashley Manzanita at Inner Traditions oh. that that help promote. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, great, this is wonderful. Great talking with uh, you. John, when is this going up? 
Uh, that's today. Oh, okay, wow. great. All right. <laughs> so we'll send you the link, Tammy, when, yes. up when John sends it to us. <laughs> great, and I will send it out to my community. Thank you so okay. much for having me. This has been well, great. thank you. This has been yeah, fun. Been I've fun. learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good Sunday. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical.